0: The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast, the best podcast on the internet. That's objective. No, this is not a couple shows ago. You're listening to the correct one. I just can't think of new intro lines. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) We are joined here today with Benjamin Haworth.
1: Hello, Hello, everyone. I'm drinking a uh, Tom Collins. I looked up uh, (laughs) what were some popular drinks in the 70s, and apparently this was one of them. It's a very, very good uh, drink. I recommend it. It's nice and refreshing when it gets too damn hot, especially down here in Houston.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we're also joined here today with Sean Solis, who is, as of yesterday, officially a lawyer. He is. I am. Thank you. (laughs) Woo! Can you solve all my financial and legal troubles now?
2: Yeah, please. (laughs) (laughs) We're all broke (laughs) artists. Can you... Get back to me in uh, two months when I pass the bar. But, but thanks, y'all. Um, I'm...
0: If you pass the bar, Sean oh. <laughs> But I, I am not drinking anything
2: this. because I'm clearly you know, coming off uh, one of the worst hangovers I've had in a while. The yesterday. <laughs> so I will, I will do my best uh, with this podcast. We'll see how it goes.
0: <laughs> I am drinking coffee because I am actually fairly hungover as well. What you need to realize is, like, I judge these podcasts when I do them. I also do a Feast for Bros, which actually we're going to plug that right now. If you want to listen to literally this podcast plus Peter, that's a Feast for Bros every Monday night. So it comes out about uh, Tuesday midday, which, are, which is our Game of Thrones podcast. So go listen to that. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, – because we record that at like night, I'm always universally drunk for that. <laughs> you were very drunk for that one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and apparently like everyone lists like, the fact that you could clearly like, you know, hear me making drinks continuously in the back. Yeah, you just gave up
2: at some point. And just made drinks. <laughs>
0: they <laughs> so just like left the podcast to go make like a martini like halfway through i feel like
2: that's why you talked me into hosting a thing so you can just get wasted and i have to, like, no it's exactly it. why you're gonna host a piece for uh-huh. bro sean why well, would i, I been to to get more like... drunk at these things i never host. it's great <laughs> <laughs> No,
0: I mean like I feel like you have to like plot out things and I was like yeah fuck that (laughs) Sean will do it (laughs) You take notes in tonight's episode. I'm not I'm not doing that well for everyone. It is May the 22nd It is a Sunday afternoon It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Well, it's not beautiful here, but whatever Um, I feel like I should say it's beautiful and uh, recently the podcast went and saw the nice guys and we're gonna talk about that today so um, just quickly summarizing the nice guys I think Sean was the most positive about it So you want to start up Sean?
2: Uh, sure, yeah I'd also like
0: to say real quick That you'll also notice that even though I just said That like Sean handles the fees for bros I'm really lazy on this podcast Like I don't really <laughs> do much put together for this. I was like, Sean, you know what the plot is Go! <laughs> uh,
2: so uh, the nice guys Yeah, it's uh, we've got some Private investigators who Kind of get together and they are investigating what looks like the suicide of a porn star and it, it ends up kind of going off the rails and it's it's a, it's a really funny movie and uh russell crowe and ryan gosling i think have some of the best chemistry i've seen on screen in a while uh, it was almost like tarantino quality good dialogue because uh, there, were, there were some times and i was just Ooh. listening to it and I, I was just really having a good time kind of getting caught up in the dialogue um so on the on the, other, on the other hand, though, like while well, the dialogue I thought was really good, uh, the writing of the story itself seemed to have suffered because they they were trying to really get like some really good lines in there, and I don't think they spent enough time like developing the plot of the of the overall story. Um, but it was a, it was a really good ride, uh, and I enjoyed it. Uh, it was one that uh, I actually saw at the draft house, so I had like a couple of beers while I was watching. It. it was a great movie to watch and just have a drink and have a good time. So I I, I thought it was a pretty solid movie.
0: Okay, podcast over. That's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh,
1: it's tough to I talk mean, about because I think this is just one of those movies where it's like I wish I was back in the days when we complained about having too many buddy cop movies <laughs> and like this was what was choking summer blockbusters instead of uh, big loud superhero movies. I like those too, but there's something about these that are just. I find a lot more fun. But it's also the same thing where it's like, this is like a pretty solid good movie from 1994, 1997. You know what I mean? With, with obviously, with actors still, from this era. And it's yeah. got some stuff. But it's Shane Black. It's a guy who did Lethal Weapon. It's a guy who did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He's going to give you that very enjoyable poppy dialogue, that buddy cop genre the witty kid from iron man 3 there's he shoves in christmas right at the end like he couldn't help himself he was like this is all 70s and then at the end he's like ah, candy canes the christmas songs i just need it i just need it okay i just need my christmas um it, it's that shane black thing and i think if you like shane black you're gonna like this movie and if you hate shane mm. black and find him irritating and annoying you're gonna hate this movie it's just a shane black movie isn't it
0: to its core. I mean, I, I disagree with that to some. I mean, I, I think the issue for me is like you come back with this movie and then there's like that shame block. But, you know, in I, I'm going to halt at saying Tarantino-esque dialogue. No offense, Sean. It's not Tarantino-esque dialogue. Like, I mean, it is-esque but it's not like on the same level of quality, like even close to. Like it's very, very good dialogue. I'm not disputing that. I think the difference is like there there's like an – Shane Black has elevated these characters in this character study, and, like, we really enjoy seeing the buddy cop element of this buddy cop story, but then the the actual, like, investigation, like, the background story, like, bores the absolute shit out of you. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> like, right. maybe, maybe it's, like, like, like
2: Guy Ritchie-level dialogue. <laughs> Which, yeah, 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 I
0: could, I could agree with that. I mean, I, like, I, I, like, I'm not saying that Tarantino shits gold every minute, but, like, a top Tarantino-tier dialogue scene is, like, that just doesn't happen in this movie, do you know what I mean? Like, every Tarantino film has that one has that couple of moments where you're just like, holy shit. Like, and that just didn't, I mean, there was, there was some really good dialogue, but it's more of a comedy and it more is in service to like, not something deeper here. So, I mean, I, I don't want to, I, I at least want to say like, no, this is not that, you know what I mean?
2: Right. I, I would agree with that. I think it's kind of the point I was making is that it's one of those movies where you can just, you know, listen to Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling interact with each other and uh, you know nothing. Nothing is really going on, and the, the dialogue is not in service of anything. But you're just kind of having a good time listening to them to kind of banter, banter back and forth with, with each other. And you know, I kind of feel that that same way in the Tarantino movies. But as you said, uh, the dialogue is obviously in service of a larger point. While here, it's just to kind of entertain you. And and you know. To...
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's to Ben's point. Is the is good because like it's more just like an entertaining summer buddy cop movie, which is really what it has at its core. And, um, yeah, it's not much else than that (laughs) (laughs) for better or worse. I mean, like I really enjoyed it, but like, I, the thing that kept popping into my head was actually Die Hard while I was watching this. And I was like and – and I know that's not a fair comparison because there's not even anything remotely similar to the two. But I just kept thinking this but, is But Die Hard, hard was produced tight. by
1: Joel Silver who produces this movie. He right, produced right, a lot exactly. of those 80s, 90s kind of humors mixed with action movies. Like the parallels are there. It's part of the same lifeblood. I totally think that – That's a fair comparison.
0: No, no, yeah, it's weird, like, how that came up in your mind, right? That comparison, like, that that kept popping into my head, and, like, I didn't even know that, like, it was produced by the same individual. The thing that that I kept thinking was, like, you know, it's funny to me because, like, the best movies of that era are the ones we watch today. Like, we don't go back and watch all the crap that flooded the summers back then. We go back and we watch the Diehards. We go back and we watch the stuff. And, like, and the funny thing is, like, in comparison this movie with that, like, this movie feels a whole lot less tight as a script and that's my big complaint about it is like the overall script is not tight there's great moments great characters great everything but it just doesn't it just doesn't hang together because like the overall plot seems detached from who they are as people and like their come together story doesn't seem like you know it doesn't seem like it all hangs together I definitely I,
2: agree with uh sorry come on, oh yeah no I was just gonna agree with that because there's, there's one point in the movie where uh, you know the, the two main characters kind of reach a dead end in their investigation and then on cue uh one character that we met from the beginning of the film just like drives up and kind of gives them the lead just like feeds it to them it's like oh there's this
0: yeah and
2: it's just like you know it's it was kind of lazy writing because you 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 could tell that uh, shane black wanted to wrap up the story and he's like okay we just need some sort of plot device (laughs) to like move this along (laughs) yeah
1: right or like the i really disliked the part where um they go and meet a person. Sequence. Yeah, like the dream we're, we're sequence. Doing... No, I like the dream sequence because I like how that was paid off. I thought that was really funny. But um, what I the part that bothered me was when, uh, since the spoilers, when they go to meet the secretary, and they know they don't trust this person, they know they shouldn't trust her organization, but they go like trust her because Zoran Gosling has a crush on her or something. There's no reason right. for him to take the money. They never check it. And then, like, they leave their kid, you know, to, and the, their person they're supposed to protect completely unavoided when they know someone just murdered a bunch of people in a hotel. It was, like, that's when you start to get to a point where, like, okay, you're really just setting up set pieces, which is fine. They're good set pieces, but they definitely felt like, okay, we want to have him shooting up the house, and how are they going to do that? We want to have him, like, hit a thing, and a bunch of not money comes out, and we want a dream sequence. But it didn't feel like those... Came organically through the
0: story. Okay, I, I, you talking about it like you've separated it out well for me because like I hated that sequence and I hated it because of the money and the like the story. Points. I don't actually particularly hate the bee in the back. Like that was funny as hell. Right, but, uh, and the payoff of the I was, angle like, gun is The whole is so time it was happening, I was like annoyed. Like I was like, "What the fuck's going on? Why did they take the money? Why is this happening? Like, why did he fall asleep at the wheel? Like, it, like in the in, like in those? I think that's the thing is like, there's like a lot of connective tissue missing in this movie, and there's a lot of lazy writing at like key points. And that's the thing is, but there's a lot of great writing in between, and there's scenes you love. So it's like it's a movie I would recommend you go see. Like it's a, it's a lot of fun at the same. time time, but at the same time, it's not like it's not a great movie. And they also build up uh,
2: Ryan Gosling to this absurd extent where they just like try to make him as like the most incompetent human on the face of the earth just so they can, like, build up that last scene at the end where he's, like, you know, falling, he falls <laughs> into a swimming pool and then he's, like, running away. And he's like, I think I'm invincible, man. <laughs> and I'm, like, that was great. <laughs> but it was just so silly because, like, you know, there's shit he does that just makes no sense and, like, no reasonable person would, like, ever do that. <laughs> like, so, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think they, like... I don't know, man. Like there, there's some weird payoffs in there, and it, and it, 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 like the characters don't even flow together that well. Is my is my big complaint. I think that's the thing. Is like it's an it's got some amazing dialogue, and you will laugh. Is like my biggest recommendation. The for the greater point, and I think too the like the kid annoys me. Not not the not the um, not the kid itself, but how the kid works and the dynamics is like, why the fuck did they take her the second time to the car show? Like all those little things, because they ju- they did this, they thought it through. He didn't leave her alone, and he took her with him to the car show. And I'm like, well, this is just to you know, raise dramatic stakes. That's bullshit. No one would do
2: that. Oh, it's like the like world's worst parenting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like totally unacceptable. <laughs> like this 14 year old girl is just like, I think she almost dies. Like like in almost every scene uh you know they're they're going into this this obviously this dangerous situation they know that the hotel had just been shot up and like people are dying left and right it's like oh i'll just bring my 14 year old daughter along for the ride that sounds like a reasonable thing to do <laughs> but yeah you're right it's just it was just to build up the dramatic stakes and uh <laughs> right
0: and uh, and to have that character have payoff at the end as well with her like which is which is kind of that was that bit was weird because she had it like having the uh Oh my god, I can't even remember the the black lady's name now. Um, but like they were just doing that to like build her up as a mother figure and have her own weird kind of like semi payoff that didn't come together. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, Cuz like they have the-
0: they have and that's fu- I like that about Ryan Gosling's character is because like he he liked her because in the in the primary impetus of it was that he was good that she was good with his daughter. Right. Did you notice that? I like that a lot, and I thought that said a lot. Well, that's the one thing
1: I'll, I might disagree with you a little bit, on, Jack. Is that I think the characters are the best thing about this movie. I think the oh, characters. Oh no, no, no. Are I agree, really... I agree. Yeah, okay. I agree. Because I, I was listening to a Q and A with Shane Black, and I definitely think it's like he came up with these characters first. I could tell yeah. because what he talked about is it, like you will to write the script for years, and you just wanted these characters in something. You know what I mean? The way he talked about it was like, he wanted him in this movie. It was going to be like a regular movie. Then it was going to be a TV show on CBS. Then it was going to be a uh, uh, you know another movie. And then finally it's the 70s. Like, it's very clearly the story was incidental to these characters. And I think that definitely comes through in that. I'd love to see these characters in another movie, in a TV right. show, in right. more in situations. It's so character-driven. But I think it's a problem. Is Maybe it would be better as a TV show where the plot doesn't matter. It's just a week-to-week thing to move these characters along. Because that's or what it kind a, of felt yeah. like. It kind of felt like a really big pilot episode or something, you know? It, it, uh, it felt like a really fucking good TV show. Yeah, it, it felt like a back really back. good pilot episode for better adventures, which is why it's like I really enjoyed it, but it's also frustrating at the same time because you're right. I don't think it holds together 100%, particularly narratively.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, he wanted he wanted good character. I mean, that's the thing is, like, like the problem is Shane Black's writings here is on point. Ryan Gosling on his point. Russell Crowe is on point. I can't disagree with, like, how it came together at all because it, it really does like feel really good and like them breathing life into those characters feels really great. I think like there's writing issues and some of the stuff, but like you know when like Russell Crowe picks up the equanimity card and like has the has like the flashback to his wife in
1: the restaurant,
0: it's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny. I was surprised that Russell Crowe could
1: do uh, physical comedy that well. That was a really good spit take. It, it's not the guy you think of, you know.
0: <laughs> I was I, actually I was surprised by his comedy, like, how good he was He's very
1: whole movie. subtle, which is good, because, yeah, Ryan Gosling has to be the big, big, big performance of the movie and and does it well, I think. He never goes into, like, annoying character, for me, at yeah. least, but uh, Russell Crowe to be really quiet, really intense, really, like, scary, but
2: he never comes across as boring, which is, it's tough. That's a tough role to do, and I'm impressed by it. And there's just a lot no, yeah. of uh, character development, too, in, in the sense that, you know, you get that flashback scene in the diner where you know, he considers it the best moment of his life where, you know, this robber is <laughs> going into the diner and, uh, you know, Russell Crowe just, like, decides to save, you know, save the day even though he's not getting paid for it because normally he's, like, a paid hitman, right? Um, but he's like, all right, well, fuck it, I'm not getting paid for it, but I'm going to, like, beat the shit out of this guy and, like, save the diner. And he's reminiscing on this and considers it to be, like, one of the best moments of his life. And then you, you, you get some more character development at the end where uh, he, like, Decides to spare the life of uh, you know this this other hitman for this organization, John, Johnny Boy, um, which I thought was which was was, was kind of cool because yeah, as, as you were saying, Ben, it's he's obviously like a very you know kind of the tough character, but there's also some kind of creative character development for him as well. So I thought that that worked pretty well, and, and as you said, it's like I want to kind of see more of this character. You know, as you said, it'd, like, it'd be really great in a TV show.
1: <laughs> yeah, and as Jack said, which is a very good point, like. Yeah i like that the the child did motivate both them to, for a little bit of their humanity you know it's like he ryan gosling likes the tally i think is the name of the, the receptionist um because he's so she with her kid and like he really cares about what the kid thinks towards the end of it like he really likes her yeah. as a person and i think yeah. that's what uh, is really good there's no point where he's like i had a daughter once and i relate to her because of that you know it's like it never uh, explains it it's just it. Trusts you to know that they like he likes this person. That's all you need to know. Which is I think
0: another thing that bothers me about this movie is that it's it's really it's insanely well written in certain ways and insanely poorly written in certain ways. Right. Like like that's that's like that's like really inspired character. Like you just have like a little aside that motivates these characters and really is more powerfully tells me about their connection and bond that that dad would do anything for that daughter and would like l- fall in love with somebody because like it's it's in- so important to him. Like that's a powerful writing beat, and it's so good. And you can tell the hand of like a really good master writer in there. And then you have this fucking thing with the with like the fucking like money and like this st- the porn know, yeah like <laughs> just like opening up with like her tits out. He's like, do you like my car? What the fuck was that?
1: Like, that I like That was pure pulp. Intensity, you know what I mean? That was like the most pulpy I know, pulp I've ever pulped. I, know.
0: I, 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 don't know. I just like, it was <laughs> but just, I do agree I that, that, that there are the, plot the, problems. That, yeah, it, it's like somebody. It's like it like just feels a bit off. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like. It's in love with it's because it's the difference between like something that's in love with something and something that like is something. Die Hard is an '80s movie. Like this is in love with '80s movies and love with '70s pulp too. I
1: think definitely. Oh yeah, seven
0: yeah '70s. I mean that's fair. I mean like all through there. That's what I did
1: like about the movies. It's as '70s retro as you can get. Like every '70s '70s thing that can ever '70s. Like you know they walk through discos. They have. They talk about killer bees. (laughs) There's gas shortages. It is 70s as hell, man. I, I appreciate that it just, it went... 100% 100% on the 70s like it didn't Yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad but I kind of like that it committed to it so hard oh, oh my god a million also
0: movies. the soundtrack oh, yeah. holy shit it's really good it's a really good soundtrack <laughs> like I've already bought that soundtrack it was amazing like it it, it, it was it, it just had and that's the thing is like there's other elements of this movie that we should talk about because a little bit like the wardrobing like the costume design uh, character se- like you know the the, the you know the actor selection as well as like the soundtrack and everything in there like there's a lot of love put into this movie and and you can you can really tell it sometimes
2: I oh I agree and as, as you said I think the thing that pisses me off the most is that the main story arc just was so it's convoluted sucks yeah. um you know you had a uh, Amelia who was
0: I wanted the, the I wanted a really good mystery it's- that like I didn't get. Like the the weird thing is that the mystery doesn't pay off and that's a problem because you know what the you know what's happening, I don't know like well, maybe fucking forty five minutes. Well, into one of my favorite know gonna happen movies of
1: all time is uh, The Big Sleep, which famously has a a a mystery that is so convoluted. Literally everyone who wrote it didn't know who killed one person. Like that's a fact. There's one character who dies that the writer, the screenplay guy, no one knew who killed him. <laughs> they could not figure it out for themselves. <laughs> that is a true story. But I love that film because it does have that kind of emotional payoff. You know when there is a one character gets taken down and means something. And you're right, I think at the end our big confrontation is between two people who doesn't really matter and when we finally do see Kim Basier taken down doesn't have that kind of same emotional weight. You can do a convoluted story in this sort of pulp detective style i think and that's part of it is like yeah i don't know what the hell's going on it doesn't make sense but you have to have that arc where you go yes i got somebody and something major happened whereas this it just felt like wait who's that person why did that happen like it did leave you it didn't fulfill either it didn't have a tight chinatown that's an amazing narrative everything fits together or a basically messy all over the place but the ending i felt like justice
2: and, and and intensity and emotional payoff like it didn't do either, which is a problem, right. right? Yeah, I didn't care. So, to kind of explain, essentially what what's going on is like Kim Bassinger is this U.S. attorney, and her her kid is like this conspiracy theorist, and and she's convinced that like her mom, and the government. Oh man, dude. And, I don't. Conspiracy
0: like, theorist is is a loose term for what the fuck that character is. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> but but she's convinced that like there's this there's this whole conspiracy where like the the motor like the car companies and the government are conspiring to, like, fuck up the environment. It was just, like, it was so bizarre and, and the way she was going to get this message out was she was going to make this porn video where apparently sometime in the porn video she, like, unravels this whole conspiracy, like, just, just like recounting did, this is absurd. Which did lead to
1: one of my favorite lines in the movie. It's like, wait, you made a porn where the plot was the point of the film? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that was the thing, is like, you know, when Kim Bassinger gets taken down, I didn't care. I didn't care what was on the porn yeah. video. I didn't care when the when the daughter just like randomly got shot after she ran away like the story arc I just I just didn't care and like as you said like the really the whole the characters were the point and that's what made it a good movie is it was just fun watching Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling like banter around and like go on these little adventures but you know I think I think we're all on the same page that the the main story arc really suffered
0: I, I I do love that line. Sorry, my recording <laughs> my recording died a little bit. Um, the, I, oh, Jesus, <laughs> I mean, I, it's just like I think that's the thing is like there's little elements like that, like incomplete characters and stuff. Like like I feel like her character was like, and and that's the things they're all chasing Amelia, Amelia. And when you finally get to her, like I think there's like they have a build up for her character, and then she's just like this brat. <laughs> and you're just like you're just like what the fuck like because and, and they have it in all the trailers, so it did build up this thing. And I, I think that's the thing is like I, I, I enjoyed the moment to moment moments of this film, but like the payoff and everything else is just super shitty. Right,
2: yeah, like when they they find the porn star out or the uh, the director, the porn director out, like his body is just there in the in the fucking like woods, and they they want to go dispose of it, and they like throw it over the fence into the, the, no... the dinner party. I'm like, oh, that's great. There's like... no like, there's no like,
0: I, I'm sorry, there's no like impotence, impetus for that, like it serves like no purpose other than like it was hilarious. I, I mean, it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious, but like I, I'm still like ugh, I don't know.
2: So, yeah. Is there, yeah there were these little vignettes that were that were cool and they were really funny like for their own sake but not in service of anything larger
1: <laughs> right and i think the thing too is like cause I've s- have you guys seen kiss kiss bang bang oh yeah. Film. yeah yeah i think that film is way better at doing a lot of these things it does a lot of the similar elements to this and you know even in la but i think there's a lot better reason why the two main characters are together there's a lot better like Storyline, There's, like, an actual pretty emotional ending. Like, it's not 100% perfect either, but I I think that film just works a lot better on a lot of different levels. Though, the meta stuff sometimes bothers me. I don't know. I go back and forth. I guess it's when when I am in my life, whether I like the meta humor or not. I go between that. That's just more of a taste thing. You know, this
0: is interesting because it's brought in – like, I feel like we as a group are, like, comparing a lot of these movies to, like, older movies and stuff. And I feel like a lot of times stuff like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic – like their comparison to a movie is very limited to what's recently come out, like because the Rotten yeah, tomatoes, on the, critic, the Rotten Tomatoes yeah. score of The Nice Guys is a ninety is ninety percent, and that's because we haven't had something like this in quite a while, and it's a breath of fresh air. Right. And but right. I feel like this movie is unduly rewarded because this movie has been done better. I mean, this, every element of this movie has been done better in a different situation, and I do very much like them. I just think a, like a ninety percent is like
1: ridiculous. I think it's a, but see, we're all going to probably give it the equivalent of a positive review, which is where I think it comes down. I think right. actually, a lot of the, a, a lot of the critics I like yeah. and look at them and it's like, eh, it's good. You know, I get, I see a lot I, of, three all, of as, you know. all of us are going to say that, all of us are going to make a recommendation that people go see it. Exactly. And I think it's a thing else you come down right. and most people are going to watch this movie and say, right. it's fun, go see it. But I don't think anyone's going to, I don't think you're going to see it in a lot of and top 10 I just 10 checked, I year, just checked I mean?
0: Metacritic and they're, they're about a 70 and that's about where I'm going to be. Right. Like I think that's in fairness, that's fair enough to rotten tomatoes, not not to be offensive. I'm just like I I, I, I wanna make I you know, this is my continuing anti critic <laughs> narrative that's going on. Well you
1: you you think you put too much stock in aggregates. I think that's something we've I, I come up with before. Is I don't you know, aggregates are aggregates. They do their purpose, but I think both are both
0: Metacritic and Rotten Well, I, I mean, it uh, for me like Metacritic just looks at like you know it looks overall and says like what is like the thing and I, and I realize that that score is coming out to here, but I think it matters. It does matter to people, and like I think the thing is is too is like we're polarized. It matters, but I don't think yeah, you but, like, can I use I it as like a... people polarize their reviews because the polarizing review that's opposite to the individual. Or the, or the mainstream is going to get more viewed and looked at. I think that's the issues. That I feel like in some ways, like, you know, it's
1: twisted in that.
0: I, I I realize that aggregates are all fucked up because of that, but, like, at the same time.
1: I think it's also just polarization. I think it's – I think we're to is the problem is it, it necessitates polarization, which is, like, you know, a 2.5 is good, a 2 is bad. You know what I mean? So it's, like, yeah. you can be meh. Both are meh scores. You know, the difference between a 5 and a 6 is – kind of meaningless right. you know what I mean but right. according to Rotten Tomatoes one is bad automatically nothing is just bad well, and one is good all good just good and I think with Rotten Tomatoes the promise yeah I think you look at it I was talking about a movie someone about like Pele there's this Pele movie I that has like a 10% in Rotten Tomatoes You're like man they hate it but you read the reviews and everybody's just like it's fine it's just a boring yeah not a great just soccer over movie just over you that
0: know. non-recommended line
1: Exactly, and this is just over the I would recommend line. I think most people are going to come out of this movie, critics, and go, this is good, it's better than a lot of stuff out there, but I'm not going to put it this exalted, and I put in my best. Yeah, I would I would
0: never give this like it's not even close to my meh line like it's just not in my you know, it's not. Well, I mean it is in my good movie. It is a good movie and compared to what's coming out, it is a good movie. I don't
2: know. And that's the thing is like this. I think this shows you that you should that Rotten Tomatoes really doesn't matter at the end of the day because you it know, matters. You got okay. okay, you can't
0: percent. say you can't say from a people going to see movies factor that it doesn't matter.
2: Well it doesn't though, because Angry does. Birds it and Neighbours Two shine it does way from more movie ticket yeah, sales And, and on
1: cinema <laughs> score it got a B minus, which is way lower than Rotten Tomatoes, you know. Like we'll the fact it, you know.
2: that like these two crappy movies like Neighbors Two made like <laughs> it just kills me. It kills me. <laughs> like please, like go see the nice guy. It's actually like a decent movie, but now everyone's going to see neighbors 2. And
0: I, yeah, and Katie and people, is and actually Red, Tomatoes, Katie as we are this on this podcast is in Neighbors Two and I, and she's like, You wanna go see it? And I was like, You wanna go see the nice guy? and like, we could not come to an agreement on this. We literally went to movies at different times. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to it. (laughs) No, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. And I think that that's the issue is like people like us are more circumspect in giving reviews. Whereas people that go see neighbors too are like, yeah, it's great. It's like the first one you should go see it. And that's like, in relative terms, it's like, Jesus Christ guys.
1: Right. And a lot of people are going to go see angry birds. Like angry birds is a, b plus on cinema score cinema score real quickly is a review of people who go see movies on the first night it's done and it's really good at kind of predicting box office uh longevity and right. so like uh um. Batman superman had a b and that was kind of uh why some people think it dropped really low real fast and stuff like that and so angry birds is a b plus because most people saw their parents and they're probably like yeah it's fine it's whatever you know my kids had fun and Nice Guys is probably a lot more people who wanted something completely different, you know. And when a film – this is why something like The Witch gets terrible reviews on right. Cinemascore they all want to go see the latest Conjuring movie or something like that. And they get, you know, a much more slower-paced, quieter movie and they're like, fuck Even this. Even though
0: and, that you know, movie is fucking fan-fucking-tastic. It's great. Like it's, it's, it's great. an amazing <laughs> movie at doing it. It's just, and I think that's the, that's the thing is like, you know, marketing campaigns versus what the fuck happens.
1: Yeah, I mean that's why Drive is a terrible CinemaScore because it was marketed as fun action, oh, fun, oh, nothing like that. Stuff. It's
0: it's a, it's a crazy art house movie, and I think that's the thing is yeah. like that, like that's the that's my problem with cinema score. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think my, my point to you, Sean, is like you're saying that it doesn't matter. It's Rotten Tomatoes matters in terms of box office. Like the score it gives can be shown to be reflective of like box office, like word of mouth. Like, it, I mean, all of these once, do matter. Like, that's the thing you can't. Well, angry you can't it's all,
1: but it's all part of it. Yeah. Like, it yeah. matters. But it's also like, nice yeah, guys no, 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 I agree with probably that. Probably shouldn't have come out this we can't, early we just or can't, something like that. You we know? can't
0: just ignore it is my point. Like, you can't just say it doesn't matter at all.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it would be hard to, like, actually quantify, like, the the effect that it has. Because, I mean, my point is that Angry Birds is sitting at a 43% overall rotten rating. This is at 90 and yet Angry Birds way, made way more money over the weekend. Okay, I think I don't I think know. while it, it, it while it may matter in some in some situation Shit. like you are right. things goddamn it.
1: <laughs> it made so much money. Yeah. Oh my it God, made how a lot the more. the fuck did this happen? Because kids you is that yeah, like animated machine.
0: 151 animated films. million worldwide opening weekend. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> yeah animated yeah. films sell and
0: yeah but um, good animated films i mean that's the longevity of animated i mean i hope i hope well the- and
2: marketing campaigns sell like i think marketing campaign right. is way more predictive. yeah minions
1: was terribly reviewed but it got a billion dollars cuz that marketing was everywhere well, no kid walked by not and to didn't see i had to go minions, see that you the know?
0: minions also lend themselves amazing to marketing like i oh, the, they're they're the golden child like, like, my, my issue with the minions and like the that series is because it is just so well marketed it's and it's, it has an inspired marketing campaign. So, like, not to be offensive, I would never compare anything, any other animated movie to that movie because, like, it's hard. Like, it's hard to like, you know, and like, people, it's so clearly a product. In like, people in ten years' time are going to be like, "Why did that movie sell so well?" And like, they're going to make like thought pieces about it. And I'm going to be like, "No, you motherfuckers, you don't understand. You don't know. If you weren't there, you don't know like how good they were at marketing that shit."
1: <laughs> right, and that's the thing. Amy Birds is on so many people's phones it already was kind of marketed for them you know that's why it's oh, like, I don't know. Oh, my kid played but that like, a lot like, on my phone I feel you know? like
0: I feel like that has like passed like where it was supposed to be you know what I mean Like, it's yeah like, I would like, thought so too like that's, everyone I, I mean know. apparently we're fucking wrong like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like this is not the first time we've been wrong we actually have a terrible we have a terrible uh, rating for Jack was right. So. <laughs> like, Not to be offensive, but like our own bets show us we're usually like, we're literally more than like 30, 30 to 40% <laughs> off, like universally. <laughs> like. <laughs> We're right about what we like and what we like is good yeah. stuff. <laughs> okay. They so, love you. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean I I think like I think this stuff does matter and I think that it's interesting. I think my point was that like it's weird to me that it actually did do this well. I mean, I actually do think yeah, I guess I agree with the greater reviews that are out there. Um, and I think it matters because I think this thing to survive, especially with, without the, the advertising campaign that it has, cause the nice guys doesn't have a, it has an okay one. It has some good trailers and rotation, but not like yeah. a serious ad campaign with like bus, but I mean, I'm well, sure there's some stuff, a, but not like, it's internet. got a lot less money. Yet, right. But, yeah. They, they, the neighbors they, the they have a lot yeah. less money and it's just the, the nature of it. So it needs good word of mouth. And I think that that's like just on the cusp of being great. And I think that's the mm-hmm. issue. It's like like I'm not going to say anyone, hey, this was the best movie of the summer. Like, go see it now. Like, that's not going to come out of my mouth,
1: which is Right, what but I do means. want to recommend people because I do wish there were movies like this. I wish there was a little more variety right. in our but, summer movies. This is a kind of admit, old summer movie I've missed. You have yeah. to admit to me, Ben, right.
0: that that's you gaming the system about what, about what you want to be.
1: I'm not going to rate it better because I want people to say it. I'm going to be honest with my rating. Right, right, right. But I right, will right. tell people, you should see it. You should, you
0: know, yeah, you know I get it. it. was like this is the best movie out right now. No, it's yeah, still, I, I mean, so I I still think Captain America's better. You like Captain America? I mean, <laughs> well, I like, uh, actually, okay. Oh, Sh- Shane,
1: well, Shane Black kind of said it in his AMA, which is like, don't don't just see Captain America one less time. You know, you've already seen it five times. <laughs> see it, like, <laughs> don't see it a six. You know, that was, like that's actually that America. was his sort of plea on his AMA. <laughs> it was like, I mean, I,
0: I, he likes he likes Marvel too, so I think like he obviously yeah yeah he pro- but
1: he, he kind of wants both. You know, he's not going to shit on it, but he he knows that like he, I think people just want variety. I think that's when it comes down to when you talk about superhero fatigue, it's like yeah okay. There are only like seven or six superhero movies that come out a year. But it's like that's all we talk about. You know, like that's the thing. Yeah. It's like it just feels yeah. like for three months that's the only movies out, even though yeah. it's other movies. It's like it just gets tiring. That's the thing. Which is interesting because we
0: even had trouble getting people onto this fucking cast to review this movie. Right, <laughs> right. Everyone's like, This sounds great. I can't get
1: on it though. <laughs> no no no. Yeah, everyone was like, Oh yeah, that's
0: a great idea and then no one showed up. And <laughs> I'm just right. like I'm just like not not to be offensive to everyone, those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I like to plant a, those fuckers to everyone that didn't
1: show up. Well, I think I think at 38 in, minutes, it's the time or, or however long we're into it. that's the yeah, time to test it. There, how many people yeah, actually everyone, listen to the whole here, podcast? Like, can we start calling up people and then they'll be like, "Hey, everyone like, okay, here know who now listens.
0: is is here for the long haul." So those fuckers, I'm calling you, Bobby, Peter, Sarah, and not Trevor. I feel well, Trevor will <laughs>
2: I'll well, Kevin his, in, throw him I, in there. I saw this movie with Will, so it's like son of a bitch. I know. <laughs> I to review
0: the, the movie. <laughs> Do you know like how unbelievably hard it is to like get Andrew on the phone? Like it's Dude, I'm going to move to this city and I'm never going to see no, him. No, you, you will. You will straight up not see him. Like he I know. Like, I'm going to I live near you. <laughs> I will never hear from he him. He has a really intense masturbation schedule. <laughs> 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 like, we even talked about it. He's like, "Yeah, you know,
1: this is Sunday." Says so he's just masturbating. <laughs> I <was> like, what?
2: <laughs>
1: Classic Classic Andrew Jack relationship. Yeah,
0: we shared a room in college. I am not. I am not disabused of those facts.
2: <laughs> what was kind of funny? Um, is speaking of going back to Will, is that, like I was watching this movie with Will, and I like it hit me like halfway through that like watching Ryan Gosling take care of a kid is like probably would be like to watch like Will have a Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> yes, that is exactly what I thought it would be like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right down to the suit and like the 70s esque style. Oh my god.
2: Oh, yeah. Will needs to have Daddy, a child. There, there are whores here. Will's just going to be in a bathtub <laughs> with his
1: suit on, and his kid's going to call him, like, You waking up today?
2: <laughs> Holly, don't say i stuff. Just say there are whores here. <laughs> totally something I could see him saying. And there are whores here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was, I will, there were some amazing designs in that movie. Is there
1: an Oscar for making an underage child say, don't say anal and stuff? Just say anal. <laughs> <laughs> How you got a parent to
0: agree on that one? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I have to admit, that must have been an awkward conversation. I see Shane Black going in there. He's like, okay, parents. <laughs> he's gonna say some racy things also I, I have to admit in the first five minutes i was like i like literally said out loud i was like oh my god this is gonna be a hard r <laughs> like, yeah it was not. yeah it is not, covered in it is not a light blood
1: r. <laughs> no no i think that's part of it too with the the summer thing it's it's all kids in the theater you know what i mean kids can't get in this movie at least the ones are yeah this is an adult yeah, they buy something for something this else is, this of, is yeah. a, not to be offensive
0: but this is a dude's movie this is like a dude's you know, this is like, cause this is before, this is, you know, from the 70s and eight. I mean, this is, no offense, this isn't, it's a kind of, it's the kind of movie they made in the 80s about the 70s. Yes. Like Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> exactly. totally. Like, it's 70s retro. Right. It's not
1: actual 70s. Right, 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 right. This right. isn't. <laughs> like, I mean, this is that's, that's why Popeye Die
0: Hard came yeah. up. I was like, cause it was made in the 80s, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it has that, it has that oh. vibe. It, yeah, but, totally. But, anyways, the, the thing is, um, from, from like that perspective, like, you, you, like back then, you had like men dominated the theaters in like a different sort of way, and I think yeah. like you know with emerging markets and stuff, it's interesting to see that like you know kids and nerds have like taken over like this large. Well, and
1: and women, women, women go the neighbors' we, movies a lot. Like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, and you know like that uh, they are trying to broaden the horizon, maybe not the best ways all the way. No, I, I but, don't
0: disagree. Know. I think there is there, there is like a large female stoner population. That, that was proven that was proven by uh, oh god, what's the movie? The singing movies. Um Anna Kendrick. Since uh oh fucking oh, god
2: pitch perfect. Pitch perfect, yeah, 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 yeah. I think
0: I think that's the thing is like they're realizing that there is there's an insanely large stoner female market out there and that's like <laughs> <laughs> the teams and yeah. yeah, yeah and, and they and they came out for the last neighbors and they're like, Well, you know, we'll make it about girls this time and then they'll come out in force and apparently that's what's fucking happened.
1: Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, and and kids movies, man. Except for this year, Ratchet and Clank, I guess, but that had like zero marketing. Uh, I'm so. sorry, but dude. Ratchet and Clank is its own goddamn oh. problem. Like, uh, yeah, we we don't need to talk about that. That's just a mess. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would like to
0: do it on a video game shenanigans
1: podcast eventually. I don't want to see it though. It looks. so I <laughs> played the game. The game is fantastic. I think Insomniac just took the money and made the <laughs> game or something. I think that some shenanigans well, after that. You know,
0: it, how do the fuck is it forty bucks and it is like literally. Literally, like, more market. Like, it's literally the prettiest game I played on my PS4, and it's 40 bucks. and I was like, what Yeah, the fuck? I think
1: Insomniac took the money for the movie and then just kind of shuffled it around. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, like, I mean, that's the thing is like, if you I, like, I actually went and saw it. Okay, we're way off fucking topic. <laughs>
1: okay, we'll, we'll do this on a video game topic Yeah, I'll do this. I think we're kind of proved our point by not talking about nice guys for 20 minutes. Well, I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's, you can only say so that's, much. Where yeah. This is gonna go,
0: and that's kind of sad to me. It's sad to me, I understand it, but it is sad to me, unlike a thing. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> well it's tough because it's it's the thing with any original movie or any movie that's not sort of the mainstream. You wanna you can't just go out and say, Oh, why does this fail? You know, it's something that people said when America Ultra failed and Max Landis went on this whole rant about how why do original movies fail? And I was like, Wow, just because it's original you can't overdo it. I wanna the see more movies. Like this. I totally do, but I also terrible. know when you compare, <laughs> <No, laughs> but I also I'm know sorry. when you compare this movie to Lethal Weapon and Die Hard and the classics. It's not going to stand up to those. I accept that. you know. So I'm not going to go out of my way and say that. Even though I want to see these movies more, I'm not going to go out of my way. And Could say you imagine This is so great because like, it's original different yeah. and trying to do something a little
0: different. Can you imagine yeah. having the, the breadth of movies that you have and then just this, this pitch-perfect Die Hard – comes out like of course it's gonna be a franchise like of course it is it's a perfect it's like literally like it and back to the future are like perfect
1: movies in their own sense right that's
0: funny too they're not my favorite movies but they are perfect movies to
1: my mind (laughs) right I, i said that uh My line about Back to the Future is that Back to the Future comes from an alternate reality where Back to the Future is just an average movie. Like, it's how every movie should be. Like, it's so, like, just, it's just well made. It's a very well made movie. Right, 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 right. And it should be in a movie where every movie is well made like that. (laughs) Right. It's so rare that it's incredible because of that. You know, it's It's one of those things
0: where you're like, the skill of the individual, like, the script and, like, what they were trying to do was not worthy of the level of skill that the filmmakers had.
1: In a sense, yeah.
0: yeah. A sense, no, yeah. Not, not worthy of it I don't mean to say that. I just mean like every little endless detail and fact and the way it's shot and everything about yeah. that feeds back into itself in such a perfect loop. And that's what I mean by yeah. tightness of yeah. script. Go watch Back to the Future. It is a tight script. From like little things about like, you know, then porting alcohol into the punch in the middle scene and then, you know, George getting the like the bravery to punch Biff and stuff, like it all comes back around and feeds back into itself and it's caused by Marty and it's 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 just like it's, it's exactly what you need for a time travel movie because, like, the script has to be goddamn tight for it to work. And it's it's just, like, perfectly tight. And that's what this movie isn't. It has amazing characters. It is... You know, there's nothing tight about it. It is, like... It is the Lucifer JJ of
2: movies. <laughs> that's a good way to describe uh, it. <laughs> Should we uh, rate this thing? Let's do it. I think so.
0: All right. Sean, you're up first.
2: Oof. All right. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a seven and a half, which I know I've been giving out a lot of those lately. Um, but I had a hell of a time. Like, it's a great movie. You know, go have a drink with your good guy friend. Go watch this movie and then go have some more drinks afterwards. You will have a hell of a night um, just because it's so much fun to watch uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe on screen. Uh, I really like it. We, we didn't talk all that much about the child actress, uh, Angry Rice, but I thought she was great, too. She's great. Um, it yeah, was, it Australian was, of all things. Yeah, but uh, it was, it's just a hell of a time, and uh, you know, it, as as we said, like a movie like this hasn't come out recently, so it's good to see something like this back on the screen. Uh, kind of sad it didn't do better, but um, you know, if you really want to have a good night, a fun night, uh, I, I highly recommend that you go watch the movie.
0: Good, Ben.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I think on a on a fun scale, <laughs>
1: which is like the lamest term ever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was. It's probably a. Uh, eight point five, but on the actual like movie constructed, you know, as we got into it, I think it's more of a uh, I hate to go a little bit lower, but I feel like kinda of have to, six point five. I think it's it's very enjoyable. It's super fun. And the characters are great. I wanna see them in more stuff, even though more than likely this movie won't justify its cost, sadly. But it's 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 a lot of fun. It's one of those movies you can all enjoy the the humor and the story. But Shane Black's written better movies. It's just the way it is. It's just he's made better movies in the genre and the style. I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang holds up really well in comparison now. Uh, I think it's just, there's, there's better movies out there, but I also wish people would see it. You know, I, I do want these kind of movies in theaters. It's a fun, exciting, different kind of summer blockbuster. It's not uh, anti-summer blockbuster. It's just, you know, something from the past that I kind of miss a little bit. So, for that, I enjoy it quite a bit, but I can't deny that there are, there are problems. So, 6.5.
0: Yeah, I'm between, I mean... I'm between a 7 and a 6.5. I'm probably going to agree with Ben and say a 6.5 because in the course of this cast, like I've, I, I'm bringing it under. It's recommended, but there are a lot of problems. It's a really fun movie to go see. Um, For all the reasons I've said before, I don't feel like reiterating. <laughs>
1: <I> mean, it's <laughs> it's, it's weird. I don't know if we're all hungover. It's summer. It's hot. But I don't know. Something about this cast. I mean, is I, like, I think it's hard to have a movie that you are like. Oh
0: yeah, it's good. But then you like, you don't feel like. I don't. I don't feel like championing championing this movie. Yeah. Like yeah, I just. I mean, it didn't inspire. Like oh yeah, man, this is the best thing in the summer. Like it. It didn't happen for me. So like, and I'm like, yeah, it's good. You should go see it. Six point five. It's not a five. Yeah. As I've established, this meh. I still haven't changed mm-hmm. my fucking uh, Batman v. Superman score. So I'll, I'll right. Because, like, it has to go fine. lower because, like, five, if 5.5 5 is Batman v. Superman. Like, this this just breaks down. <laughs> like, it breaks down hard. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. The Batman v. Superman paradox. Is it's we'll it's really. <laughs> <a thing.
0: laughs> I've, like, broken my own. I don't know. I won't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll deal with it eventually. I'm just, like, in denial about it. All right, <laughs> two six point fives and a seven divided by a three comes out to six point six 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 six. Which way do we want to put it? Like we can we can round up or round down? What you guys? Six point five or seven? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we'll give it a six and a half. I, I mean, yeah. it can be a yeah. it can be a yeah. seven. Two of us rated a six and a half. It can be a like. seven because technically, if it rounds up, it goes to seven. Okay, right, let's be positive. All right. yeah. Let's be positive. It's right.
2: fine. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean that's the thing. I think it's, it's we'd all agree that it's uh, you know it's it's fun, but Deadpool was more fun and Deadpool was a better movie. <laughs> so I disagree Deadpool. with that, but that's a
1: different guess. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's later, that's a yeah,
0: that's a little bit. Wait, do we? What do we give? Do we not? Do we rate Deadpool? We never did
1: Deadpool. No, we never did. It. God, we huh. should have done Deadpool. We should have done Deadpool. <laughs> At the time, I think we were all tired of Deadpool. There's just so <laughs> we, much marketing. We were, I, mean, I think we're all we like. We were.
0: I remember that was when this was. That was like right as this started up. That was like Deadpool had been out like the same week that like. No, that's not true. That's not true. Deadpool came out and Bobby was pushing for less superhero
1: movies. (laughs) I think it's part of it. Also, I just remember maybe I pushed against Deadpool because I just remember being tired of Deadpool. I want to see it again now because like – Every, fr- especially that being on Reddit, like a redditor, it's like it's everywhere, and I'm just yeah. tired. You know, yeah. I, I mean tired. that's the
0: thing. Even everywhere, like all the gifts, everything, like that was exhausting. Like, yeah, like that was yeah. a movie that didn't have a great, like that was a movie that was everywhere without having a huge marketing budget, and it had a pretty good marketing budget, and Ryan Reynolds, but it was
1: targeted to our. Realms of the internet. At least like for me, highly like, effective. Reddit and stuff. Yeah. So like, I saw it everywhere, and I was just so tired. Because <laughs> like, the <this laughs> thing is,
0: Ryan Reynolds just put on the goddamn suit and acted like the character, and it worked out like no one's business, and everyone. Right, had to he, tell did me about every thing he did a lot of free marketing. He did. Yeah. Right, yeah.
1: Well, and I, I, and
2: I, I appreciate
0: it. it in retrospect. I think it's a it's an amazing fucking way to market a movie. And like, I would I would right,
1: like, but he, I would point. But that was the entire. Like when I watch the honest trailers and he shows up in it, I'm just like, oh, that,
0: God, that I just not That was the moment where I was like, too far, guys, too far. I don't want
1: you to be. here let me have this. <laughs>
0: like, take it apart. Like, yeah, I really wanted you guys to say some shit about like just like how Ryan Reynolds was in all the stupid. Shit. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so we didn't, uh, yes. we didn't do a cast. Uh, we didn't do a. We didn't do a thing last week, but we're gonna do a bet okay. for next week. And I'm. I think. Oh, Jesus. So we don't
1: know. We can guess on X-Men Apocalypse.
0: Sorry. No, no, no. I was going to do like a domestic box office thing for the Angry Birds. I was going to do estimates for Angry Birds domestic box office for the weekend. So for next weekend, yeah. So for o- current opening for the Angry Birds is at thirty nine million, uh, million, But that's not closing because you know obviously we're shooting this on Sunday. So um, it's what you think the final hours of Sunday are going to bring, and what do you think the totals for this weekend are? Obviously, full totals for all of Sunday aren't in for box. For this weekend either. or next weekend? This weekend. Because okay. it's thirty nine. So we're getting like. Uh, so we're getting really specific then. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Well, just what do you think opening weekend for Angry Birds movie domestically is going to be?
2: Okay. Well, didn't they already extrapolate? I thought box office mojo had already. Extrapolated yeah, that's what I was now. asking. So we yeah, kind of well, it's thirty nine million, but
0: it's not like it's not like you're still gonna be in the same close range. I don't want to bet like wildly on the Angry
1: Birds because we just have no okay. idea. So it's gonna go down to the point, you know. 39
2: point whatever. Well, no, it's not. It's extrapolating,
0: (laughs) but, like, that's incorrect. Like, do you think it's not? Oh, whatever. Fuck.
1: Whatever. What what were you going to do? We need a better bet than that. (laughs) Fuck you guys. I was going to say estimate for... I was going to (laughs) say estimate for X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. RTs for what? what? By Saturday, they'll know the estimate for X-Men Apocalypse for domestic. Oh, oh,
0: domestic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. That's good.
1: Okay. Um you want to start?
0: Get no, you're going to start because you came up with a god damn bet.
1: <laughs> okay. I was going to take a bet. Oh, boy. All right. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I just want to see what uh, Days of Future Past will 90 up. million. 90 million. Okay. That's great. Um, I think maybe because the box office has been a little bit, and I think the marketing, a little, not as many people are as hyped for this, I think, as Days of Future Past, I'm going to go a little bit under, and I think it's going to be more like 82. 82 million. That's what I'm going to do.
0: I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say sixty million. I'm gonna go low. Oh, nice. I don't. I am. Su- I feel like a lot of hype's gone down. I'm so, super yeah. unexcited for this movie. I am. I feel like a lot of people are super yeah. unexcited for this one. I'm not going to go see this unless you people force me to do it on a cast. Like, I have no <laughs> desire to see this
1: movie. We may skip next week because both options. I don't think anyone wants. No,
0: to, none of us want to do it. Like, I'm, I'm like, let's yeah. go. Let's like, let's do a review of like my dinner with Andre. Like. Please, I can totally please. do that. Like, I'm like, <laughs> will totally I'm like fuck, do that. fuck what's happening. I want to do a classic movie. Like, fuck this. <laughs> like, I have no desire to see this movie. And I think that's a reflection of, like, even like, even as much as I'm against, like, like, superhero tiredness, like, I'm not tired of the Marvel series. I am tired of these outside series trying to copy Marvel and suffering and not doing it well. And I feel like X-Men has not done it very well. And as much as, like, I hate Days of Future Past. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really fucking hate it. <laughs> I really deeply fucking hate that movie. And I love I love First Class. Uh, I thought it was a good return to form and then, you know, fucking Singer just coming back in and like doing his stupid thing.
1: Yeah, if you didn't like the one that was well reviewed, I don't think you're going to like I really hate the one, not, really hate I the I one that not, was I'm just going to hate it.
0: And that's the thing is like I know I'm going to dislike it, but even more so I do feel like people are tired and like and and I hate saying that. I hate saying that, but I do. I do want to believe that people are delineated enough, seeing poor reviews, and there's a good super. There's a really, really good superhero movie in theaters at the same
2: time. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at the foreign totals, and it it uh it only made 103 million uh foreign versus uh, Days of Future <laughs> Past, which made 172. So 172 versus 103. So oh, there's obviously wow. a big drop off. Uh, I agree with Jack. Um, I actually think it's going to be less than sixty million. I think I'm going to go uh, fifty-five. You cunt! <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I don't. Yeah. Should I apologize to All our right, viewers. Oh, well.
0: I should not have said that. Um, <laughs> oh, well. Jesus! I should. I mean, he's still an asshole. I'll just come up with something better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, what did you say? Did you go? Wait. Did
2: you say fifty-nine? <laughs> No, I said I said fifty-five. Oh, okay. Just, this I, he, just, he, just boxed,
0: he just boxed me in by five million. It's not going to matter. Okay. <laughs> it's it not, it not going to be between five and yeah. sixty, you dick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanted the God. low bet, you bastard, because I, I feel like this one is going to. I mean, my point is, I do feel like this one's going to drop low. I do feel like it's going to yeah, drop
1: I, low. I feel like people are tired. There's something about it. Just some general feeling that people kind of tired well, like yeah, but marvel. that's
0: that's not worked for any of the marvel movies like everyone said is tired everyone's no.
1: like
2: captain
0: about captain america after uh after like we were super excited we were super tired after superman v batman and like and like we and you know it still did gangbusters like it did yeah. great you
1: remember yeah. superman with all its issues made 100 850 million yeah movies. i mean like, i i, 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 I don't accept money, this
0: tired much, thing so. like it's not like the box office is gonna like support these movies as We've long as so it's, I think the difference is like there's not enough, but business. the difference is in hundreds of millions. It's just it's still gonna make a shit. Well, it's gonna make money, a shit ton of so you know? It's just like domestic opening weekend. I think like it could slow burn and be okay, but like uh, the word of mouth is not actually gonna affect the opening weekend.
1: Well, X Men always made not as much domestic. I mean, it made 200 million basically every single time. It's right. just Days of Future Past jumped up in foreign totals. So if the foreign totals are down, that's
0: well, be I think cheap. also it jumped that because it jumped up in terms of like the production. But no, I guess I guess the other one has a similar production budget.
2: Well, I just think things have changed so much. Yeah. In the between, the, between, like, Batman vs. Superman, Deadpool, Captain America, and now this movie, I feel like if we, like, make our – movie gang like review this like bobby and like well, like people will revolt like, bobby, you know, bobby has
1: already revolted and she's not here for this <laughs> yeah i think i think i did with andre might be the best <laughs> just... like we have to do something <laughs> esoteric <laughs> or she's gonna lose her goddamn mind it's gonna it's uh it's it's super uh it feels like protest like no fuck Fuck you, Alice Wonderland sequel. Fuck oh, God. Up is that coming out next weekend? No desire yeah, that's, to see it. That's the only like, other option we have, Jack. Like, it's not a good Oh, universe. my God. <laughs> no, yeah.
0: My dinner with Andre. Chen, <laughs> <laughs> for my dinner with Andre.
1: Instead of these CGI <laughs> billion dollar franchises, we're doing my dinner with Andre. Two people talking for two hours. Fuck <laughs> you, Hollywood. This has
0: been. The Movie Gang Podcast. Are we going to talk guys on? We are. We are. I'm going to get that. I got to close out the goddamn show, Dick. All right, always. (laughs) This has been. The Movie Gang Podcast. Please like and subscribe to us Uh, over on Podbean as well as we're on most, of anyone, we're on Google Play, Android, iTunes. Go and write us a review. Give us a score. Subscribe to us. Go to Facebook. Give us your likes. We'd really appreciate it. Every little bit helps. Seriously, every little bit helps. It's nice. Give us a question. We'll answer questions. No one ever gives us questions, you know, because they don't love us. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, ask us facts. Ask us anything. Just a general Plea to get out there and give us some support, so we can keep doing the things we like doing. Uh, you can tell that we're a little bit tired <laughs> from certain <laughs> kinds of movies. So tell us what you want to hear us review, and who uh, will uh, work to make it happen. Thanks, guys. Um, but moving on now, uh, I wanted to put in a little buzz uh, for my friend who's doing a uh, who's doing a uh, blog called We Drink and We Know Things. Um, it's an interesting blog. It's a I don't know what they really do. They do like movie reviews and some other things, top of Game of Thrones, just a general nerd blog over by uh, my friend Shonic. So if you want to go check that out, check it out. It's pretty cool. All right. To close out the show, we had uh, Ben had something that he wanted to say, so instead of doing a, a bet this week, we instead talked about Oh yeah, Ben, what was your score? It was 83 million, right?
1: Yeah, eighty. To, let's just
0: say 80. Let's do solid 80. Okay. Because <laughs> like we, we'll have other audience. people that will come in. I don't know where they'll be,
1: but yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Anyways, but we, you wanted to close out the show talking about uh, Zombie because you just uh, caught up with the show, right?
1: Yeah, I've seen the show before, and I, and I but I was behind on the second half of the second season. And I was, uh, last night I had five episodes left, and I started the first one, and the cliffhangers are so damn good, I binged the entire thing instead of, like, two in the morning. This show is so much fun, I cannot recommend it enough for people. It really scratches that Buffy kind of genre itch that I just love. It's procedural, it's about a, it's a silly premise, but it's very fun, it's about a woman who's turned into a zombie. She is a, she's not full Romero, she says, but she will become coming, if she doesn't eat brains of people she works as a mortician so she eats the brains of the deceased murdered victims and helps uh, that helps her see visions of those people's previous memories and that helps her solve the crimes but there's also these long ongoing story arcs much like buffy so there's sort of a villain of the week story but this is more of like a law and order style but there's big bads each season and there's lots of great fun story arcs and exciting who did it and kind of soap opera elements and it's just it's just a lot of fun i haven't had a a procedural, exciting network show. It'd be just this much fun, I think, since sort of the, the best of Buffy and some of the, the, the better Josh Whedon shows. It really kind of scratches that exciting itch. It's the guy who did uh, Veronica Mars and uh, Party Down, so you know there's a lot of good humor in it and a lot of those same people come back, so if you like those shows. There's a lot of good uh, cameos and the like. I just really, really enjoy this film, and I think you really like it too, Jack.
0: Oh, yeah. I uh, This is one of those shows that, like, you know me and my girlfriend have a lot of disagreements over like media that we consume and don't consume. She's a bachelor fan. And and I don't, I actually like, if I'm being honest and I doubt she'll listen (laughs) this far into the podcast, but like, I don't hate the fact of what she watches. Like people have choices and like to consume certain kinds of media, but it's weird to have crossover and things that we both truly enjoy. Like there's stupid things that we both watch and enjoy. Like she refuses to watch Archer, but like we'll watch drunk history together. It's a weird combination of pop culture and that likes. And I think that's the issue is that this is a good, like I, zombie is a perfect crossover between us and i think that's a good thing it's an amazing show it's like buffy is an amazing comparison ben i'll give you that like uh it 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 comes over into like this nerd territory of like this awesomeness that you enjoy and you still can get into the thing but at the same time it also scratches this back door um I don't want to say female itch, but at the same time there is like this well, I don't that sounded weird um, <laughs> it's out here. Um, but like you you know, help me here, Ben Jesus.
1: <laughs> right Well yeah, exactly because I think it's like you have that mythology things that more of a geek kind of person would like. you know I'm really into what do the zombies mean? what are the rules? who are the zombies? who knows what? you know the, the second season opened up being bigger of like, oh, there's like these even more zombies and who's controlling who and who's doing what. But there's also like, Oh, who's dating this person? Do they know they're a zombie? Is there like romance? Is the, are they going to fall apart? Like it scratches both those kind of more interpersonal human story kind of itches of like, who's dating who and who's being with who versus the more genre, like, Oh, is a zombie. Is there going to be a final battle? What does this person mean? Who are their powers? You know, it scratches both those itches really, really well. And I think that's why it, I think both women see it. I think because, you know uh, couples who are more into like the bachelor or shows like gossip girl things like that can enjoy for the romance and the, the storyline People <laughs> are more into Buffy and more into like Dr. Who will find their nerd kinks in there.
0: She's more of a, she's more of a, Oh God, pretty little liars than a gossip girl. Pretty little liars. is oh, what my God. girlfriend likes too. man. That's true. I don't, I don't get it. It's, I, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just don't, I, I don't, it's one of those things that like I see and I'm just like my like, I don't know. Like there is like, there is like a quintessential like man. And I, and I, and I've seen her do it too. Like there's like, there's things that like, that bring up her hackles. It's just like, Oh God, you nerd. And there's things that like, she's, she watches where I'm just like, that bring up my, like, Oh God, you girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> <I'm> just, like <laughs> Right. This is
1: one of those rare, rare kind of mixes. It's just a super watchable show.
0: Yeah. And I like, and I appreciate that in terms
1: of, it helps our relationship greatly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice when you find a show both can watch. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice, hard to do so. no, it's
0: hard to do sometimes. It's hard to keep everyone happy. And that's just the nature of like
1: relationships. And I stuff. know when my, yeah, I know when my girlfriend wasn't in a breaking bad when I, had a, that was uh, hard. That that's hard. tough. You know, cause I'm just in the background. Oh shit. oh!" And they're like, what? But like, it, I don't know if I can explain it. You know? <laughs> the <laughs> funny thing is it. like,
0: I fell in love with a couple anime series is why we were living together. And like, and like, I like, like some of the stuff, like, cause like kill a kill was coming out. Like, while Like we lived together and like, it was really hard to explain that one because like, you know, the main character, like her outfit is just like a pair of suspenders. <laughs> like, like, just, like huge tits and suspenders. And I'm like, it's super deep. I'm really invested. Oh, uh, it's amazing. <laughs> like, Trevor would be on the phone and he'd be screaming in the phone and I'd be screaming in the phone. And she's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, I, no, I, I have no doubt that like, that is like a perfect, like bizarre, like neck beardy video of me that I just like, I just think is probably hilarious. But like, at the same time, like I understand like some people seeing that and going, "Oh my god!" You also
2: told me when you told me that uh, Rob Thomas was writing because uh, I saw uh, Barack Obama. He makes he so away. many He's amazing so references to himself.
1: <laughs> oh my god! The second season finale has so many Rob Thomas lines because for those who don't know, Rob Thomas is also—it's not the same guy, but a guy named Rob Thomas is the lead singer of Matchbox 20. And so there's a lot of like, oh, Rob, Tom is such a dick. Like, there was a lot of great humor in that. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> it really is an amazing show. Well, thank you for listening to us. And if you haven't logged out already because you didn't want to hear us rant about um, iZombie, I think we should do something in the end of iZombie, Ben. We should talk about it. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, we might. Yeah, we
1: should. Maybe, maybe we'll do a... Someone we can get someone else into it. I'm sure we can hook Peter or something. Oh my god we'll get up <laughs> in Sean, Sean, Pop, in Sean go Some watch again. it. Go watch two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> it's really actually we need a, it's actually really whenever, a, really whenever season three comes, we'll need a, a zombie cast because that shows too fun. Oh my god, that'd be about. amazing. <laughs> All
0: right. Thanks guys. Thanks for watching. Go like us on Facebook. See you later.